This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Two weeks ago, before we took our Christmas break, we teased this episode. We've actually been prepping or thinking and planning for this episode for a number of weeks because we have something to announce to you all that we never expected we were going to be announcing to you all. And that is, Jesse, would you like to share the news? What news? <laughs> You're still in shock. <laughs> I'm 15 weeks pregnant. What? Yes. <laughs> You're just not telling me this? Well, you know, I thought I was going to start showing pretty soon. And so you were probably going to need to, you were going to figure it out. So no, you and I found out very early on, kind of in a fluke way. Um, I am 40. And so those of you who know our journey, um, we had three children who are now almost 17, 14, 12. And then we have a big gap because we struggled with secondary infertility and we use no sort of birth control or anything for years and years and years. Finally, just feeling like our biological clocks were ticking. We went in and did fertility testing, thinking that we would probably need some fertility help. And through all of that testing, found out that we weren't even candidates for IVF. Um, there were just a lot of issues that came back through the testing and the doctor told us, you can spend the thousands of dollars, but it's not going to work. And Jesse, you'd agree that was really devastating mm -hmm. for us because mm -hmm. we had kind of pictured here, you know, 
I don't know, you, you go to the fertility clinic and they figure out how to fix it or something. I don't know. In my head, it was just like, you do this and yes, it's going to be difficult, but the end result will hopefully be another child, especially since we'd already birthed three children, you know, naturally. And and the way that it came out, not just being one of us, but both of us having issues. And very significant issues. And so we really had to grieve that loss of, you know, our hopes and our dreams. And it was months of really grieving that. And then just looking around and being like, okay, God, you've given us these three children. We have space in our hearts and our home. Um, And so what are you calling us to? And so there are a number of different things. We got to take some international trips and be involved in some ministries, Um, you know, looking back, realizing that we probably wouldn't have gotten to start being involved in South Africa and the ministry there and serving with vulnerable children there. And I'm really positive we wouldn't have ever stepped into foster care mm-hmm. had it not been for this journey that God had us on. And um, most of you know our story that um, the very last week of our home study with foster care, we found out that we were expecting. <laughs> With no fertility treatments of any sort. And it was a huge shock. Um, Kirsten was born nine months later. And four weeks before she was born, we brought Sweet Champ home from the NICU. And so we had two newborns for um, a little over eight months until he reunified with his mom. And really after Kirsten, I think that, you know, there was always this thing in the back of our head, like, I mean, we could have another child, but I think when you've gone 10 years and you know all the tests and all of that, Mm -hmm. you know what the results are. And you even went back and got retested again Mm -hmm. from a different place place because Mm -hmm. we thought, well, I don't know, maybe something was wrong Mm -hmm. and um, maybe the test was inaccurate. And no, the results came back, you know, they, they said, we need to refer you to a fertility clinic, you know, and you said, actually, (laughs) I was just getting tested because we just had a baby. Um, and so I think when those tests came back, I think for us to just realize like her life was such a miracle. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just our heart to be so grateful for her. And then in March of 2021, baby D came into our life and through many unexpected circumstances, you know, the door opened for us to adopt him. And so right around the time when we were just praying and seeking the Lord for his adoption and, you know, that was what God was calling us to and really feeling that nudge and that pull to say yes. um, I think there was also this peace in our heart of like, you know, he's our caboose. (laughs) I think that was very much because we'd always kind of, or at least I'd always pictured like we were going to have a boy and a girl. And so there was Kirsten, there was baby D and it was just like, okay, our family felt like this is it. And also, I mean, I had just turned 40 as well. And there was really not any thought in our head of pregnancy ever happening again like and then it was probably I feel like it was like two weeks after we said yes to adopting him I started kind of experiencing some weird 
hormonal stuff and really wasn't thinking a lot about it. There was a lot going on. But the next week and a half, it was weird things that like I only get if I'm pregnant. And I just was like, this is odd. And I told you, but we were kind of like, <sighs> that ain't yeah. happening. And it's like, I'm 40. So maybe this is what PMS feels like. And we thought that with Kirsten too, but this time I think it was like, this is for real. Uh-huh. And so. The other thing too, the other piece was that, you know, after we said yes to baby D, that I really felt we were done, that mm-hmm. our family was complete. Mm-hmm. I was content. I brought that to you and I said, I, I think we're, we're complete as a family. Mm-hmm. And we both felt that. Like mm-hmm. we both were like, Okay. And I think it was also that kind of closing of the chapter of like, our hearts are still open to foster care, but we don't really foresee that and we're, we're going to like adopt from foster right. care. We were really trying to figure out what that looked like for us in the future. Mm-hmm. And then this came down. the <laughs> So I randomly, like I'd been feeling these weird things, but I just was like, oh, I'm sure my period's going to start. It's just weird stuff going on. And there's been a lot of emotional upheaval with just, you know, a lot going on and processing, you know, baby D and all of that. And I was in our closet and getting something off the shelf. And I found this box of pregnancy tests that I didn't know that I had that had one test left in it. And I I don't even know where it came from. I don't know how long it had been up there. But I was like, you know, I've been having all these weird things. I'm just going to take this pregnancy test. I'm sure it's going to be negative. And then I can just kind of convince myself that, oh, my body just needs to kick into gear. And my period's going to start. And... So, did I even tell you I was taking this test? I think so, yeah. Like, it was middle of the day. It was such a, like, random, like, rash sort of thing. It wasn't, there was no, like, thought. I didn't wait. I didn't, you know, there, like. No, not like the other one. And it was so, also, like, it was, like, two days before my period was supposed to even start. So, so I just quickly get this pregnancy test. I think I told you I was going to take it and go and take it. And immediately, like immediately after I take it, you know how they say you're supposed to wait, I don't know, three minutes or something, and it might take a while for it to show up. And it was just like, boom, it was one of those that said pregnant on it. And didn't you think that the bold part was the control part and the... That was with the second one. That was with the second one that I took. Yes. So this was one that it says pregnant or not. Oh, yeah. yeah, It was a digital one. Yes. And... Like immediately. Now with Kirsten, when I had taken that one, like it took a little while for it to come up. But this one, it was like, there was no, and I was just like, what? (laughs) And I looked at it for the longest time, just sat there. I was like, how do I even tell Jesse? (laughs) What do I even do with this? Like we just said yes to adopting baby D a few weeks ago. We're just wrapping our head around that around five children. (laughs) What? (laughs) And so I called you in there and I was like, uh, I think that's all you said was, uh, and I just (laughs) held it out for you. And you didn't really know what to think either. And we both were just like, maybe something like, maybe it is a, a 
defunct test or something. Like we don't know how long I've been sitting up in the closet, but so we didn't even tell our kids for a week, which we're usually not good at keeping secrets. But I think both of us were just in such shock about this that we kind of were like, I don't think that was accurate. So we're just going to just forget I took that and let's just move on with our life. But over the next few days, then all these symptoms started showing up. And I was like, I'm pretty positive that I'm pregnant. And so finally, a week later, we sat the kids down because we were like, how are we going to tell the kids? Um, We want to tell them in a creative, unique way. And we also were like, we don't know how they're going to respond. Like this is, you know, last time it'd been 10 years, we knew that they really, really, Mm -hmm. really wanted to have another sibling. And this time, like our house has kind of been Grand Central Baby Station um, between Champ and Baby D and Kirsten for the last two years. And so we just weren't really mature, but we sat them down and you were the one that told them because I think I was like, I didn't even know how to say the words. Well, with with Kirsten, we called a family meeting Mm -hmm. and I think we did that with baby D as well. Yes. And so I decided to call another family meeting. So the only three family meetings we've ever had in the history of our family <laughs> have been within the last two years. But anyhow, uh, I started it out by saying something to the effect of we were had been praying about what to do about foster care, what that was going to look. Because this has been a continuous discussion, discussion that, that we've, we've been having. Them. Yes. And so I said, well, it's clear that you know, God has really shown us what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and and made that pathway clear. And I wanted to go over that with you guys. And, and that's when I told them. And they, it, because of how you led up to it, it came out of left field for them. Mm-hmm. Because when at first- Which it, was the whole point. The whole point. Because we didn't want them to think, oh, family meeting, what? And so they kind of at first were like, family meeting? And then you started, and yes, we want to discuss foster care. And and so then you you know, said, we just really want to get your input and let you know this is kind of what we're thinking and how God's leading. And so they were all like, okay, yes, whatever. And they really weren't even paying that much attention. It was sort of like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you threw this like complete bombshell on them. And they all like, I wish we had had a picture of their eyes in that moment. Cause at first they were like, no, 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 no. You guys are joking. You're joking. And then they're looking at us like really trying. And then I think I started kind of shaking and crying or something. Cause I was just nervous. Well, I thought about- you had the test. Then I went and got the test because they still just did not believe us. And then finally, finally, when they believed us, their funniest responses were, Catherine was like, y'all need to fire that fertility doctor. (laughs) (laughs) And then secondly, they go, it's like you guys are starting a whole new family because we have the three of them and then we're having this. Next group of three, I should say last group of three, <laughs> not next group of three. Um, but they were very, very excited. And so mm-hmm. that was really cool. And then they wanted to see if they could each kind of tell a close friend. And um, so that was, we were just 
relieved, honestly, because we just didn't know how they would respond. And right. I think both of us had had that week to process through it and get excited about it. And so for them to share in our excitement was was really fun. And then we waited to tell anyone else for quite a while, except for there was one group of women that I told pretty soon after that. And I was not planning to tell them, but it was my foster mom's group because we were having this just evening of encouragement for foster moms. And at the very end, they said, okay, we're going to close out the evening. We're going to go around and we're all going to share um, one thing that nobody knows about us. And then we're just going to give some encouragement to each person. It's kind of this fun game. Like you share something so you get to know people better. But I was like, what am I going to share? I don't really feel like I have anything that is that a lot of these people don't already know about me. And I was thinking and thinking and finally I was like, well, I mean, there's one thing that nobody knows about me. <laughs> and so I said, they were like, okay, who wants to go first? And I was like, I'll go first. And I said, I'm pregnant. And everybody just, it was so not what they were expecting. And so um, it ended up being such a gift that I was able to share it with them because then the next few weeks with baby D's surgery and there was just a lot of things going on and they were just such an encouragement to me while I was really, really struggling with sickness and walking through some hard life things. I felt like they just carried me um, through that. But we didn't tell any of our other close friends. Um, we didn't tell our family for a while. Um, and I think a lot of that was just, I, I think we were just processing it. And mm-hmm. also, I think just having just said yes to adopting baby D, we wanted to give the space for him to be celebrated and get through his surgery and just focus, have the focus be on him. And then be able to share our news, you know, and so we didn't share with the internet until today when I'm 15 weeks, which is the longest we've ever waited. And it's, it's also fun to keep something to yourself. It was, yeah, I think it was this thing of like knowing this is, you know, for all intents and purposes, my last pregnancy. And just to kind of say, we're going to do it a little different this time. And we're just going to kind of keep this family secret. And, um, I think one thing with not telling, for a long time or or for what to us feels like a very long time because we found out 11 weeks ago um, and we're not usually good at keeping secrets uh, was that I, even though I was very sick for weeks and weeks and weeks, I'm usually kind of barely functioning for about eight weeks in the beginning because nobody knew it kind of forced me to put on a smile and show up for things. And I paced, I really paced myself. And if I was able to get out of something, I, you know, or kind of move it to after I knew I'd be feeling better. Cause I usually start feeling better about week 12 and a half to 13. Um, I, I did that, but it, it just kind of helped the time pass by quickly and me to be able to get through that season. And then for us to get to share with people when I was already feeling better, <laughs> it was kind of nice. Um, and so that was something that we did differently. And I don't think, I don't think we regret waiting to tell. No. Um, and it was just, it's kind of fun. I feel like this is so much of my life is shared with the internet. Sometimes it's fun to just have a few areas that you kind of just keep as a little secret for yourself. I don't know. That sounds weird, but 
I think there was also that, you know, just knowing that I'm 40 and knowing that there is more risk of miscarriage and complication when you're 40. And so I kind of also wanted to hit that 12, 13 week mark before sharing with a lot of people, which I know different people choose to do it differently. That's just for me personally, what I chose to do. Um, And I did end up, it was week 11, everything had gone really well. I'd had a doctor's appointment with a sonogram. Everything was really healthy. And then one day, was I was 11 weeks one day and just all of a sudden started bleeding. And I'd never had that. I'd had a little spotting in other pregnancies, usually when I had overdone it, but never had bleeding. And I... It was, there was a lot of feelings all of a sudden. And I think for me, just recognizing how much I wanted this child um, that we never dreamed that we were going to be having and just recognizing how attached I had become. Mm. And um, we were able to get right in to get an ultrasound. But going into the doctor's appointment, you weren't able to come with me because of needing to watch um, Kirsten and baby D and you dropped me off. And I just remember walking in and just being like, I can't do this. Like, God, I cannot do this. I cannot walk in there and find out that my baby has died all by myself. Like this is too much. And just having to say, okay, God, you have got to carry me through this. Like you have got to show up and be with me because I'm all by myself. And he was so faithful. And, you know, I prepared myself for the worst news and immediately when they turn on the ultrasound and I see the baby's heartbeat and I see the baby kicking around and I just, I didn't expect that. And it, it helped me, I think, have a little bit of understanding and empathy of what so many women have gone through. And I thought of so many women who have walked into a doctor's appointment by themselves and had to go and have that ultrasound by themselves and how hard that must be. And so just, it made me just have so much more compassion and empathy. I will say that there's also been this part of me that has struggled with this pregnancy. I don't even know how to say this correctly, but um, just thinking of all the women who long so desperately for a child. And I don't, I, I don't know why. Like, I I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. And my heart breaks for your pain. And my heart breaks for thinking of how I know that me sharing this news is going to be heart-wrenching for some people. And I've thought about that a lot. And I wish there was a way to share it where it, it wouldn't be heart-wrenching to anyone. And I don't have good words to say, but I've, I just want any woman listening to this who the longing of your heart is to have another child and you would give anything to be in my shoes. I just want you to know that I feel so deeply for your pain and your grief and your loss. And you know, if you would love for me to pray for you, send me a message, crystal at com. It would be my honor 
to pray for you. But I also hope that our story gives you hope that God is still in the business of, you know, setting aside what doctors say and what test results come back as. And he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. And I don't know what that looks like in your life, but I know that he is able. Some of you are going to probably be wondering when I'm due. Um, I am due June 26th, and Caitlin's birthday is June 21st. So it looks like we're going to have probably another birthday that's close around her birthday. And I know that a lot of people love for me to document and talk about pregnancy, um, those of you who are pregnant or those of you who just enjoy following along. And so I will be sharing some on Instagram. With Kirsten, I documented, I feel like kind of like a first time mom because it had been 10 years. I don't know how much I'm going to share on Instagram, but I know I will share some. So if you want to follow along and see more behind the scenes and hear more about pregnancy, um, make sure to follow the Money Saving Mom on Instagram. And I think that's about it. Jesse, is there anything else that you can think of that we should share. If people have questions, obviously they can email and um, or reach out to us on Instagram. I can't think of anything. We're excited. We are eager to see what God has in store. The thought of being quote old. I like have this. I'm a geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> but you were last time. Um, I was as this. Now I'm really advanced maternal age. Um, but I think more. The, you know, in our later years of life to be having these little ones and, um, you know, thinking of having three, um, that the oldest is barely two, that's going to be an adventure. And um, we're excited to just get to learn new things, be stretched in new ways, see God show up on our behalf. And, um, we just want to say thank you for your constant support and for being excited with us, for sharing in our joy. And um, we're excited to finally let the cat out of the bag and share our news with you. And if you've noticed, maybe some of you picked up on the last few <laughs> months of podcasts where I've been kind of out of breath or I feel like I haven't had a lot of inspiration. That's the reason why. And also the reason why we took four weeks of break for Thanksgiving and Christmas combined because... I just need a little breather, but I'm grateful to be feeling a lot better now and excited to be sharing a little bit of the journey on the podcast, but it'll mostly be on Instagram. So thanks for joining us for this um, special episode, and we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week. We have a few episodes planned that are going to be kind of starting the new year and that focus and kind of reflecting on some things learned in 2021 and sharing some things for 2022. So we will see you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 